Welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by a very, very strong lineup. It's uh, the, the, the podcast and equivalent of a glamorous five-a-side. Um, myself, Chris Gallagher, star striker. Christian Wolf, goalkeeper. Um, no, more defensive, deep-line playmaker. We're talking about five-a-side team. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> okay, Louis McCaffrey, just Captain Handsome, just the handsome. The, the, the flair. The flair. Bringing the, bringing the heat. The man of the hour, the man of the power, the Ric Flair of the team. And Chris Amani, the stalwart, the Paul McStay. The cl- stays too long, stays in the five. It's better than us. Stalwart was a wee bit, you know, you lifted it by saying McStay, but stalwart just sounds like the guy who turns up every week in his pish, but... I'll take that, I'll take that. Yeah, you will, you will take that. Um, yeah, uh, so we are, we're back after the international break and uh, I'm just instantly going to go to Louis for a route. iTunes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> talk us through it. <laughs> please um, send, give us a review or a rating of five stars. We'll even take four at this point. Please just going to do something. Um, yeah. We've not begged for a while, but I don't see the. I don't know if we're gaining that many listeners these days, so it's probably just the usual people who have already done it. If you're sick of this segment of the show, yeah, because it's every week now. See if you're sitting there and you listen every week and you've still not done it, you're sick. Well, I've I've asked you this in the recent past, but what about those out with the Apple ecosystem? Fuck what about Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you can, I, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it on Android apps. So, well, I don't know why. It must be an iTunes only thing. Louis, Louis is just obsessed with iTunes. I think he is. Huh? It's just, it's, uh, I mean, I can't even rate myself because I don't have he's an iPhone. An iTunes uh, account stocked full with club bangers, don't you? Club bangers. If anybody's got any dodgy way of um, know, <laughs> creating fake iTunes accounts and then giving us five stars, send on the details. We'll um, get you a badge or something. Lee McCaffrey does not represent the views of 90 Minutes Cynic. Uh, Christian Wolf, we have a cynical on the way. Talk us through that. It's coming out pretty soon. It is, yes. So hopefully, um, not this weekend, but next weekend. So we're looking about... Christian's had a pint and he's steaming, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's just my age. And I hadn't had dinner, so... <laughs> Well, whatever, I it might, might have to listen to this back before we put it out. But anyway, The Cynical is coming not this weekend, but the weekend after, which it's our ninth edition, and that is our free online magazine that you can download. Um, it reads good, it looks good, and it's free. It's so, terrific. A lot of work goes into it by a lot of different people. And Are you sure we don't need to subscribe? It's, it's premium content, and it's free. Wow. <clears throat> free? I can afford totally that. Totally free. I can afford that. I don't know if I can actually afford that. I've got so much, so much other things. All you have to give is your time. Aye, that's why I never read it. Just, just to confirm <laughs> to the listeners, he's steaming at the box. By the way, <laughs> he's absolutely steaming. So that should be a fun hour. It was one whole pint of tenants. <laughs> it was tenants as well. <laughs> um, so if you could uh, check out the Ninety Minute Cynic website, ninetyminutecynic.com com, we've got a lot of really. Amazing content. Uh, Peak Fitbot is out every Monday. What's that, Chris? It's a article done by Graham Mackay, 
which is a sort of overview of the week's Scottish football. Um, what's been happening in the Scottish football media? What's been happening in Scottish There's football media? There's a lot of swear words. And, and this week, the, the mainstream media came for us, Chris. They came for us. They came for the cynics. And, you know... Did they? Oh, I mean, sort of right, well me. told. But, yeah. yeah, if they come for... A little bit, yeah. If you they, can read about it. Yeah. If they, come for those, if they come for the Kings, they best not miss. I'm hearing you. Hearing me. Dog. Um, dog, wow. To uh, be fair, we rescued you from the mainstream media. Yeah, that's right. Like a puppy. And by the way, we can, I was drowning. Yeah, and we, we, we can, can throw him back. Throw him back overboard. Am I right, my man? Uh, another just final thing. Um, Alex Papadopoulos is a regular listener to the 90 Minute Cynic, and he was <clears throat> at the Commonwealth Games representing Scotland. Good. Samani, thoughts? At what? Fencing. Fencing. Wow. What Commonwealth Games? The it, one, there's a one going on there now. I didn't even realise. Right, okay. Not the real one. Just the one for... What, the fake one? No, no, not like... Where is for, it? For, for the younger ones. It's in Australia. Australia. Yeah. Oh, so it's for like... Sorry, it's the under-21s. I think so, I. Is Scott Booth at it? And Ian Jess? But he went to uh, Tam Rajik's uh, hometown. Well, Where's he, where he the statue? Melbourne? I don't know. No, well, he played for Central Coast Mar- Mariners, so he must be from Sydney. He doesn't even know. doesn't even know Australian, you know. I had a pint. <laughs> That's going to be his... But no, um, so Alex Papadopoulos got a bronze medal in the team fencing. So good, good stuff. Excellent. Well Let done. Congratulations. Yes. Representing uh, Scotland. T- terrific stuff, Alex. Genuinely awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's us. That's up, us up to date with all our administration. We're now going to talk about football and we're going to talk about Celtic. Um, and we're going to start with <coughs> Hamilton nil, Celtic 3. That's right, right? Because yep. I was in Mull, so mm. I was um, showing her a... good historical society. No, no, no. He's a, good tune. He, it's, a, it's a band, but it's a, a it's a guy. He's had a pint, though. Ah, he's had a pint. So. I, got, I got the album. <laughs> There's a track on it called Mull Historical Society. No, well. it's not. It's not. Also, the, sure there also, there's about four albums. I, but this is the first one. Aye, which is the worst one. So. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, the shit. Uh, anyway, so Celtic 3, uh, Hamilton nil. I'm going to start off by saying, just get your general thoughts on the game. I have only seen the highlights because I was away, I didn't get the chance to see it. Uh, Louis, thoughts on the, the game overall? Uh, probably very similar to yours because they're based on the same highlights. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see the game either. But I thought, um, you know. I thought it was terrific. Oh, okay. great. Um, I, I thought Tom was excellent. Okay. Some money, some money. Bad news, Bush. Can you bring us in some? some uh, well, yeah, I, I can discuss the people that were on the field. Um, was uh, it at the game? You know, I, I walked into work today, and the, one of the guys, Stephen, turned to me and was like, "Did you see it? No." Um, saw the highlights, and he went, "Aye, lucky you." Essentially, <laughs> just not a very good game. Uh, I, I just think it was a professional performance for us. Uh, Hamilton. <clears throat> Had very few opportunities, even on the break. They they were content to to sit in. The opening goal was really well worked from a corner, Christopher. Yeah, I saw that. Great, great finish from Christie. Yep, went short to to uh, McGregor. Went short to Edward. Uh, nice wee roll back um, to McGregor. Picked Christie out. Fantastic finish. And after that, the, the Celtic seemed content really to play within themselves. Um, possession yep. of the ball. Um, Forrest was quiet because he was doubled up on much in the same way that they used to do with Roberts 
Um, I think they'd Who? identified um, one of the most exciting talents <laughs> in the British game, currently in Spain. Um, Forrest obviously was superb midweek for Scotland, so I think I got the impression they'd identified him as the danger man, so he was doubled up on uh, and he was quite quiet. Um, again, the second half, once we got the, the second goal, which was... Uh, a bit of a, a calamitous uh, error from the, the defender. Um, Sinclair headed the ball down and he knocked it in. After that, it was really quite comfortable. Um, it wasn't, you know, as your mate says, it wasn't one of the you know classics. It wasn't one to watch back, but it was a continuation of the form we've been in. We played well within ourselves, three points, and I was pretty happy overall with it. Um, penalty. Um, I'm sure you've all seen the um, Christian penalty. Yes, I mean it's. I don't know if it's the referee just uh, from his point of view he can't see it but it's, it's obviously a penalty. I mean it's pretty much a stone wall isn't it? See the, the the thing about it is he did hit the ball off his arm really close but if you see from several angles <laughs> he jumped towards the ball with his <laughs> yeah. arm. He literally it's like a good save. Yeah. <laughs> like if that was I mean, the, being kind, the only thing I could think of was that he was quite close to the man and therefore he might have given them the benefit of the doubt. But if you get any look at it and you've seen the way he jumped forward, there's no way you can't yeah, give it. was right there in great position to see it. Yeah. I, I and uh, cheated, to be perfectly honest with you. You, you could just see cheated. by the reactions. I yeah. can't remember the, the Hamilton defender's name, but he, he actually you don't just... Need, he, you don't need to remember Plankton's name. No, one of them. Plus, he said a pint. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, he was just lying on the ground, just kind of waiting to get up until he was 100% sure that the penalty wasn't given. He, was, he knew as well. He was lying was on the floor gutted. He, he knew he'd just given away a penalty. Uh, obviously, Christie back in... You know, I thought he was superb for Scotland. Mm. Um, again, I thought he was fantastic in Albania. Um, I thought he's really starting to develop into a name that, you know, might be not first on the team sheet, of course, but certainly a sort of lock-in to sign, uh, to, to, to play most weeks. Yeah. Very um, few people get on you in Samani's team sheet. Very difficult <laughs> for Celtic players. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's very Christie plays well. Uh, wouldn't be a wouldn't be a first team pick. Oh, well, wait a minute, McGregor. wait a minute, oh, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Christie's had a run. Uh, it's basically a month ago. A month ago, nobody would have had Christie in their team. What happens is like a magpie seeing a shiny light. <laughs> you go, oh, he's terrific, man. Cal McGregor's the greatest deep line midfielder I've ever seen. After Scott Brown's been out for two games, it's, it's called form, so man. Yeah, it's called form. form. You and pick form. players on form. You don't pick names. <laughs> you see all the names flashing up in lights. You're like, oh, it is called Scott form. Brown. It is called form. After thirty minutes, though, you've anointed them the saviour. Oh, did you see what you did there? You know, did you need to do it consistently? Christie has come in. And he can't go out the team. Would now. you drop? No, you wouldn't drop him. No, couldn't. Away for time anyway. Put that, it that, 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 this is going to obviously come into cup final and yeah. you know Rosenberg away, which is essentially you know we've got two massive games this week, um, and we've obviously got a massive personality who is back and available for uh, you know to be picked. Um, and Scott Brown. <laughs> you, what's your thoughts, Christian, on uh, Christie and how he's playing? I think everything with Christie's points to a guy who's just been chomping at the bits waiting to get his opportunity and I've been so impressed with him because he's and one of what struck me is he's he's actually taking more shots than he's setting up chances so he's almost he's become obviously with Tam beside him one of the main goal threats of the team whereas the 
kind of players you've had in that role before. Charm, Stuart Armstrong before him was first and foremost a, a creator, but he's 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 brought that with him in terms of actually getting into the box and, and getting on the end of chances. And he's also really in terms of his actual pressing and, and, and tackles, like I'll bring the stats in. His his amount of tackles he puts in per game is you know far above than what you expect from maybe somebody in that position. So he's he's just it, everything shows that he's just been waiting for this opportunity and it's just going at it full pelt and but what will be interesting now probably come on to as well is that up until now there hasn't really been a choice of do we play Christie or do we play another one because brown's been out chan's been out and, and then Rodrigo yeah. was out um for this game so it'll be interesting now to see once brown and Rodrigo is back fully and, and charm is back fully now as well where does Rodgers actually rate him? Where I've been impressed with, with Christie is his uh, use of the ball. Um, he's been make, creating, and I don't know, I'm not talking from a stat, stats point of view, I'm just literally talking about from what I've seen, and again, I'm not dissing the stats, I'm just saying different alternative. But how he uses the ball, he less touches, but more effective. For example, Albania, sorry, Israel. Mm. We watched the Israel game. Um, Israel at Hamden, that ball for Forrest, where a lot of a lot of other players would have taken another couple of touches, but he just hits the per- a perfectly weighted pass. Charlie Musonda esque, Musonda esque, <laughs> um, and and I think that's the thing. Like he's scoring goals, he's creating some of the through balls for Forrest. Well, at least one of them in Albania, like sublime, absolutely sublime. So. The, the quality of the opposition isn't necessarily European standard a la Leipzig or Salzburg, but he's already shown that in the right situation he can perform at that level. Christie is now really starting to show his potential of how good he can be and how much of a mainstay he can be in the first team. I do have a question. Burnt toast at Honey Toaster. Um, do we think Christie got better due to McInnes? Or did Brendan not appreciate what he had under his nose? Um, is there hope yet for Alan? Actually, forget the last bit. <laughs> is what he says. So essentially, um, what do we think about that? Do you think McInnes? Well, I think I think he improved with just games, yeah, getting game time yeah. and getting experience. Um, That's why I agree with that. Which was obviously the whole reason why he went there. <coughs> I think I think it's interesting. I don't think I don't think he was maybe put out on loan with the view of coming back and having such a big impact. I think he was more put out. To pass to, you, <laughs> yeah. Put put out to hopefully impress someone else and get a move, um, but clearly it's kind of worked in our favour, and he's he's came on to a bit of a game. But I think Christie, I think he's he's shown that he's he could be a real asset in the next few years when the likes of Scott Brown won't be there. Okay, maybe right now Brown goes in and Christie still. You know, he doesn't play every game, but in a couple of seasons' time, Christie could potentially be a very, very important player for us, and he's got a he's got a good chance of doing that now, by the looks of it. Um, but he brings he brings an energy that I think has was missing. Certainly, when in the early part of the season when we were really kind of struggling, we didn't have a lot of energy. Have we seen have we seen a movement away? from Celtic, from the sort of old school sort of Scott Brown, two cent sitting defensive midfielders, aggression uh, and really good work rate. Are we seeing Celtic 
a change of philosophy where you've got a Callum McGregor in there and a Christie in there who are more about um, pressing and about touch and about just technique and athleticism, do you think? And I think what, especially Callum McGregor and Ryan I asked Christ- a fucking question there, pal. I'm coming to it, but you know me. I'm, I, I, take, I, I, I take the scenic route uh, before I get to my point. I think both McGregor... Christie and also James Forrest, um, and you can kind of extend this to, to Christopher Ayer as well. <laughs> there are four players who maybe originally was thought of playing in another position. So McGregor and Christie, and also with Forrest coming more centrally, they're players who maybe were seen as having the future in a different position. And what I think is really interesting is that they've been kind of sort of, their skill set have been put into a role that maybe they weren't expected to go into. So Callum McGregor is now a lot deeper. Ryan Chris is now more a box-to-box midfielder. And James Forrest is now only more, more of a centre-forward than a pure ringer. So in that, so they're kind of bringing that skill set from another position into a new position, which I think creates quite a, a nice dynamic. Yeah. Um, also, what we've seen um, in the Hamilton game, and I'm going to bring Chris Armani into this. Mm-hmm. This is one of our first talking points of the day. Because <laughs> you're the only one who actually watched the game. <laughs> no, this is more. A, this is an overall. What did you thoughts um, and opinions? Well, the, the two main guys, didn't they? So yeah. the two captains, the talent. Um, Chris Armani, talking point. Is Lee Griffiths an easy target for criticism? Um, do we overlook his uh, positive? Do we overlook his qualities? Um, just because um, Edouard is, you know, miles above in terms of technique and the overall finished article. Do because Edouard is so good, do we kind of undermine Lee Griffiths, and do we think we, we should should we appreciate <coughs> him a little bit more? Would he get on your bench? Someone who really criticizes? I'm, I'm ignoring you just now. <laughs> who really criticizes Griffiths? Now I think there's a there's a at one point there was a school of thought amongst the Celtic support with Dembele that, that Griffiths should start in front of him, right? Which was clearly nonsense, right? Because Griff, Dembele was a talent far above Griffiths. But what Griffiths gives you is goals. He gives you, you know, he, he can drive, he can run with the ball. He doesn't have, perhaps, the all-round game that Dembele certainly did or Edward may end up developing because I, I don't think he's the finished article. Uh, I think no. he's he's got such a raw talent, um, Eddie. But we, we forget that he's not, he, you know. Something I mean, like for instance, the Leipzig home game. His touch was excellent that night. His hold up play was as good as I've seen. But sub- in subsequent games, it's gone back to sometimes his first touch is really loose and the ball bounces off him, which you know we work on. There's still a raw talent there. Is he a better player than Griffiths? Probably based on raw talent, but Griffiths brings you that experience. He brings you, you know, the goals, and you you do get a, a lot of work out of him. So I, I'm not sure how, how is he. Do people generally criticise Griffiths? I'm happy for the role he plays at the club. I just don't think he's quite good enough to start for us. Interesting, guys. Thoughts? I think I think it's the problem he's got is it's it's his name. Lee Griffiths seems to get. Unfair stick just because he's he's Lee Griffiths and he's not you know um, French pretty much. Um, but I think if see if Lee Griffiths was in any other team in the SPL, 
He'd probably be top goal scorer in the league oh, if he was playing every week. But am I missing something? Is, is he well, only criticised regularly? Um, I, I, think, I think it's come up by, by like, he's, like Christian. Do you know what? He's, he's, probably, he's probably the only player who, when he's not in the team, people don't think he's better than what he is. You know, when we leave someone out and they've not played for ages, like Neil Beaton. Yeah. I mean, we know. Whoa, 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 whoa. We know, Chris, that Neil Beaton's pish. But <laughs> we've got it in our heads th- that thought- he's going to come back and he's going to be like riding in on a white horse and be amazing. I it's genuinely- probably not going to happen. I genuinely thought you were part of my campaign to build a team around Neil <laughs> no, Beaton. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him get a wee chance, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, whereas when we leave Griffiths out. No one's, you know, clambering to get him back. No one thinks he's, oh, we need Lee Griffiths in there. He's the answer. And I think that's probably more to do with it rather than people just turning around and going, he's shite. Uh, to, to be, before to bring Christian in, because I know he's going, going to make a, a point and you've got some stats as well. Um, I think Griffiths is a great player. Um, I don't think he comes close to the overall ability of Edward or Dembele. I think it's pretty unfair to compare those those three players. Um <coughs> I think that Gr- Griffiths is an unfashionable player. Um, he's got a lot more technique than people give him credit for. He's got good technique. His hold-up play is poor. Mm. And I think that is his big downfall. Mm. If his hold-up play was even slightly better... Um, and I think it's to do with the fact that he is a selfish number nine who wants to score goals. I think that, um, for example, if Lee Griffiths was playing for Rangers, he would outscore... Morales by two oh. to one, but that's because Lee Griffiths is the second best striker in the league. The best striker in the league is Edward Griffiths is the second best striker. If he was playing at a team that created a lot of chances, then he would score a lot of goals. It's just that we are looking, and this comes back to the McGregor point that myself and Sarmani were making: is there's a lot of really, really good talent at Celtic. If you want to go up to the very, very next level of playing and challenging in the Champions League, you have to get exceptionally good players and I think we genuinely have an exceptionally good potentially exceptionally good but as it stands at this point way above what we've already got and Edward a couple more of them who knows sorry Christian (sighs) no I think the point you make about the number nine because I went back and saw I think a lot of this started this season after the Rosenberg game where Griffith scored a winner and in the press conference afterwards Rogers was asked about him and he, he was Considering he's just scored a winner, what he said about Griffiths I, I thought was quite revealing. So he's basically saying about the number nine role that the game has moved on. So you can't just stay up and put the ball in the net. This is what you're saying. That. And he's basically said you have to participate in the game tactically and understand how you work from a defensive aspect, what your role is with and without the ball. And he's saying, like, you know, Lee's probably telling that he's developed that, but we always constantly demand the man more and push to be the very best. So what is. I, think Rogers has been saying between the lines is that he's not the number nine that I need in my perfect team in terms of he just he want more from his number nine to do more tactically defensively and so on I, I think if his link up play is good when he has the ball and he's facing the goal because he's, he's got a good vision and he's got a great he's, he can find the pass really well I think where he's probably Rogers want more from is is defensively but also his movement that he doesn't occupy the strikers enough but based on what Russia say he's saying he, yeah you know he he's just not doing what I need him to do 
And it's, I agree with you. He's probably still the second best striker in the in the league. But if Celtic is going to be able to challenge in Europe, he's basically saying I need more for my number nine. He's a very good Martin O'Neill striker. He's a very good Celtic. Two at top. Yeah, he's a two up top striker. Yeah. yeah, a big man and a little man. He's he's the 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 poacher. Um, but Celtic haven't set up that way under Rodgers and won't. Yeah, no. Yeah. Griffiths is never going to be a lone striker of the calibre that we need. Um, what he does bring, you know, is is that option from the bench. Um, he can also come from the left at times if you play him further wide. He's, some people give him criticism there, but I think in, in the certain conditions, driving in from the left, he can bring something to it. But as that guy up the top, no, I don't think he's 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 the got the ability to be that guy no um, so I mean the, the, the Lee Griffiths uh, Lee Griffiths debate if you will <laughs> I think will probably rum, rumble on Christian no I, you mentioned the stats and <clears throat> what you see with Griffiths is that there's this perception maybe that he is a really effective striker and and what you see is and, and actually with most strikers they don't score a lot of goals because they score on a high percentage of the shots. They score a lot of goals because they get to a lot of chances. And it's the same with Lee Griffiths. And I think what, what you see in Europe is that he just doesn't get to the same amount of chances. I'm talking about Europe as you know the group stages and the knockout phases of the Champions League and Europa League. So, so I think that's kind of where he, has all, he scores a lot in the league because he gets to a lot of chances. And it's a skill to get to those chances. But in the Europe, he just doesn't get to as many chances. And He's, he'll score less do you know who one of my favourite strikers was in the 90s Luke Nellis Belgian Belgian PSV went to Aston Villa Louis snapped his leg in about four places retired remember it well I like Casaraghi remember what a player he was went to Chelsea broke his leg he was shit off. at Chelsea before he broke his leg though as well he, he was just one of those guys who couldn't eat Henrik Larson broke his leg that's right <laughs> John <Alex was> <laughs> MD in this room broke the leg nope no, have you? Broke my no. arm. I broke my arm. Not your leg, though? No. no. Right, okay. Moving on. Oh, I don't mention the cookie reel, though. Um, obviously, we're going we're gonna to preview... <laughs> we're going to preview um, Rosenberg, uh, the Rosenberg game. We do have... Uh, there, as, as mentioned, there will be a uh, preview podcast of the League Cup final out on Friday, Friday evening, and it'll be available from Friday evening. So, so we're not talking about the cup final today. We're, we're not talking about the cup final today. Man, it's annoying that, isn't it? it is. Well, what are you going to come on on Friday? No. Well, fucking <coughs> that mean. I'll post some comments. Post some comments. I will, I will. Ask a question or two. Um, we just quickly want to talk about um, the EGM, I guess. Um, this idea, I'm going to go with a. Uh, I think it's weird the fact that it's a you know an AGM and they ask about transfers, but not even like they asked about some of the fans asked about McGinn, Comper, Benkovic, Boyata. Um, they asked about Griffiths. Um, I think the two biggest ones were the one about sectarian singing. Uh, Bankier said it was very damaging. This sort of singing takes it very damaging. This sort of singing it takes us to the gutter. Fans should show disapproval and the fans singing. And it will show that they're in the minority. Um, but then Celtic play Beautiful Sunday over the Tannoy. And obviously that has connotations with how, how that's been sung. So it's almost like, don't sing this. Don't, don't, you know, I mean, wh- why are you playing that other than to 
have the fans sing along with it. Am I wrong or? I think you're right about the the board's consistency on on some some matters that would relate to it. I think Beautiful Sunday's a good point. You know, we all we all know what the alternative version of that is. The board know what the alternative version of that is. If they're preaching that on one hand, you know, they need to play with a straight bat. They either come down and say we're against this type of singing. Bat's bent. <laughs> they need to come down that road and they need to maintain consistency of it because they, they, they're getting pulled up for that because because they're quite happy to make money off certain aspects of the Celtic support that they don't like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then criticise them on the other hand. You need to be consistent on it. That's that's the one criticism I'd give them about it. Yeah. Christian, any points? No, and I think speaking to people who are in the Green Brigade as well, what you hear is that Celtic blow, Celtic as, as in the board, blow very hot and cold with them. As Samani says there, they are a great image to the club and some of like their, their TIFOs and, and their atmosphere, especially since the standing section come in, is invaluable for Celtic in terms of their image and their marketing and, and so on. But then on the other side, they kind of want to sanitize it uh, or at least say publicly that we disapprove of this and because well, that's still then, encouraging them to well yeah, maybe not officially but yeah it, you know that support is is a bigger i would say it's a lot bigger positive for celtic in terms of even the image and the marketing than you know if, if they say oh this is driving us down to the gutter i mean overall you know celtic can't really have their cake and eat it when it comes to that, you know, the Green Brigade's never going to be sanitised in the way they want it to. And to be honest, I don't know if the Celtic really, really want them to be either. They, they just have to keep up the appearances that they do. It, it seems to be they want a product that they can sell. Yeah. You know, it's, it's part of a match day experience and it, it's not going to work. What about the what about the tickets? Um, uh, Lawwell saying it's a possibility that we're going to knock back tickets if we feel it's unsafe. How, how, he's going to judge, how, how is he going to judge that? That it's unsafe. Well, <laughs> I, I think when you look at it, from what I gather, it was he reacted to a question a guy said, we'll consider all the safety aspects. Right. I don't think there's any serious question in them knocking back tickets for Ibrox due to safety concerns. I really don't. They, they might end up bussing people in and out of the from Ibrox into the city centre or something. I, I don't know, but I, I think this is just a, a kind of a moot point. The idea that they won't take the tickets is a bit. I, I, is it just a situation where he kind of has to answer with a "we're looking into all possibilities"? A bit of diplomacy, I. Um, and just finally, just with this kind of um, section, um, the whole an internal police review of instance held Park states there was a clear link between Celtic's lap of honour and a surge forward <laughs> from Rangers supporters, which impacted on wheelchair users in the away section. Um, apparently. Um, uh, was at the Rangers AGM today a disabled supporter basically uh, chastised Celtic calling them the calling the players scum and intentionally inciting it uh, it's just madness so it <coughs> sums yeah. him up doesn't it <laughs> Celtic players it's actually the most typical yeah. like Rangers mindset into yeah. wrapped up in one scenario that even their own disabled fans who were you know, crushed, crushed. Don't even blame the people that actually crushed them. They blame it's us. The Celtic, fa- the Celtic players for doing it's madness. It's absolute madness. I think. See, I think the decision to hold them in was a bit. I mean, obviously their allocation had been cut because they, nah, they, they, they cut our allocation. But get the tunes on. But wind them up. But no. But 
no, I've not got any issue with what happened. I think keeping them in was a daft thing to start off with. But at the same time, you need to take responsibility for your own actions when you're in the stadium. <laughs> you were crushed by your own support. Somebody danced in front of me. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's madness. But Okay, um, looking at... Oh, do you know what? We're just going to go into Rosenberg. But I've got a talking point... Isn't that all the points? No, this is talking point two. <laughs> one was for Samani, one is now for Lou McCaffrey. Although Try I, not to make an alcy at Lou. And I have, I, Talk I, to me. I have a thought that maybe Chris Samani's going to impact quite a bit on this one. Uh, so to, tomorrow, today's talking point two. Um, is Tam Rogic good enough for Celtic in Europe? Performances and mo- mo- moments of brilliant. Uh, he looks genuinely perplexed, a little angry, and maybe hungry as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, what qualities does he have? Slope slash slash lack in Europe for us on the big stage. Um, you know, if we look at someone like Patrick Roberts, who was magnificent against Anderlecht, he done it. He done it. Good game. He was magnificent against. Magnificent against Anderlecht, against Manchester City, against against the, the German mob, Munchen Gladbach. These are. Many many teams. I would say that Tam Rogic had a good. It's a good pass Ma- against Man City. Man City at home. It was the only game where he actually turned up. He had moments in other games. He came off the bench in other games. He started. He, sta- he, sta- he started. An he started Right. No, okay. So we're not talking about Patrick Roberts. <laughs> Paint a better in there. Yeah. Um. That was just genuinely just to annoy to annoy Lee. Um. But Tam Rogic, in all seriousness, um, he hasn't really transferred his domestic form into. European performances at the highest level. Talk us through why and uh, if you see that changing. Um, I don't know why, to be honest with you, because I thought. Do you agree though? I agree. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I think. <clears throat> I think he's still waiting for that. Maybe that one game where it kind of clicks for him and be, he, he becomes the kind of main man and really takes the game by the scruff of the neck and does what does what he does best in the like he does domestically. Um, because you could, I, you I, could compare um, Griffiths and Rogic's performances in Europe in the qualifiers. They both play really, really well in the qualifiers. Rogic has had some good games um, in the Champions League qualifiers, specifically at home. I'm thinking Bersheva, he played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Karabag, I think, as well. He's played... He's performed well in the qualifiers against really against Europa League teams, <coughs> without a question of a doubt. But it's just when since I've not there's not been a game, um, and I don't think he's playing particularly bad. But there's not been a game where he's been tam. Yeah, he's kind of not like himself. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think he's maybe got a wee bit more confidence domestically, and he and he believes that he is one of the best players in the team and one of the main men in the team domestically. Whereas <clears throat> maybe in the European games. I don't know, maybe he kind of feels like, I, I mean, I'm just guessing, but, that, you know, there's so much tactically, maybe there's so much tactical focus on the opposition, and, you know, there, there is a different focus when you're playing in Europe, and I think it's probably more, um, there's more attention to detail, and there's maybe a greater plan. Um, a, a, a greater do you think he's maybe game le- plan for a European game and maybe he's a wee bit lost in that do you think he's leashed a little bit more in terms yeah. of not being able to he's think. not got the same freedom yeah Chris Amani so. I mean obviously you joke but you do love Tam no, no yeah I do but I mean in Europe 
I do think he struggles with the intensity at times. And against Leipzig, he wasn't bad, Roger. Uh, uh, he was just outshone by uh, likes of McGregor and, and Christie. But I, I still thought he was he was okay. He wasn't too bad. I think it's it, it's when the pace is upped that that's that he has a, he has his problems because we know he's got the ability. We know what he can do. Um, I, stamina was always something that's questioned him. He's able to last the pace ninety minutes quite easily, and um, in, in Scotland, he lasted ninety minutes in the Leipzig game. But I think some the, the games where it's the blood and thunder, where we're kind of trying to bring that to other teams, specifically like some Man City, where we're trying to up the pace to kind of maybe offset their superiority. I think that's when Tam struggles in terms of of the European um, level. I also, I also think he's a victim of, in Europe... Expectation? Lo- no, not expectation, but the, the way we play, most of the time we push the ball out wide, and most of the time it's on the left-hand side with Kieran Tierney, and we focus a lot of our play out wide, where I, either Tierney or it ends up being James Forrest on the right. And I think... Na- I, I, I don't know, I just think naturally we kind of neglect the middle of the pitch a wee bit in the European games. Certainly further forward. Um, can you move your mic a wee bit just so you can... So, that's, that. that's better. Um, and I, I just don't think he's he's as involved enough. Yeah. I would like to see him... I'd, I'd like to see the players get the ball to him more often and, and quicker in European games, especially at home, because, you know, it, he's got a, a massive pitch and I think Parkhead as well he plays his best he, he does his best stuff but um, yeah I think it's still going to come I think Tam I think that's a good thing about Tam is that we've already he's already contributed so much when you think of the goals the big big goals that he scored but I still think there's quite a lot to come from him and I think he's still got to be maybe maybe just in his own head he's got to be seen to be that that player that pivot, that, that one that does it for us. And like you say, he's had those moments domestically. It's, you know, obviously the cup final, um, away to Killy um, in Dallas last season, but he hasn't really had that moment in Europe. In terms of actually, he's, he's, if you take away the qualifiers, he hasn't had a single goal. And he also, as much as I don't like using assists, he hasn't really had any assists either in any of the group stage or knockout games under Rodgers. So he's, he's kind of missing that that moment. He's still creating chances in Europe, but he hasn't, as we alluded to there, really like taken hold of a game and, and grabbed it and, and become you know, the man of the match or, or the main hero in a big European game yet. And maybe that's just something he needs to do. It's more like a psychological barrier for him. What's your problem with assists, pal? Because assists depends on the striker scoring a goal. So depends. What the fuck isn't that stats? Well, well, yeah, but the goals depend on the assists. Well, well, exactly. So if if you if you make a great pass, but the striker fluffs it, you don't get an assist, but you should get credit for it. Nah, mate. Nah. We'd offer so, assists. Yeah. What if you get nah. in the end of a shitey pass and score? Well, exactly. And some clown gets an assist. Exactly. Uh, you're backing his point up, Louis. <laughs> 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 Thank trying. you. Um, in terms of uh, Celtic in Europe under Rogers, have we got, have you got any kind of highlights in terms of the whole <laughs> pie? Who's who's performing best? It's. I mean, I had a look at the stats for the 
18 games now in terms of the group stages and the knockouts. How many have, how many have we won under Rogers? In the group stages, and <laughs> I actually hadn't written that down. We can do it quickly. It's Anderlecht, um, Senate at home, and Rosenberg and Leipzig. I think that's the four in the group stages. Do you know who's played the most minutes? Is it my boy? It's your boy, Michael Lustig. Michael Lustig. Let's see this clown's trying to tout himself for a new deal. (laughs) Can we just forget about the stats a wee second? What's this all about? Did you hear what he said? He said, I'll be here as long as Celtic need me. We didn't need you for about the last year. It's time to go. It's time to go, Chris. Come on. It's time to go. Christian, he's gonna give tell it this time goal. to go. I've got my polis hat on. Give me a new deal. I'll stick around. Oh, I'm not gonna make the mistake. He made g- in case he's good again. <laughs> he says he's got years at the. He's still got years at the top. I think he's what? fine. But I think the, he's fine. He's the best right back we have. Uh, yeah, would well, you agree but, on that? Would you agree with that? He's the best right back we have. Before you can have that discussion, you have to get somebody better in. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, but you've got three bad right backs. You don't have three bad. Hey, right. make it. He's you not. You don't have three bad right backs. You get two. Oh, for two and one rough diamond. Is, is somebody going to back up Gamboa in here then? No. no. But no, I mean, flawed, three flawed right backs. Raul Chops, still young. We don't know if oh, he's going to get there. Oh, oh, diplomatic, don't worry. Casey turns good, you know. <laughs> Gamboa, I think we realise about Gamboa that he's not got it at European level either, given his performance, certainly his performance away in Munich. Um and Lustig is consistently causing his problems on the right-hand side of defence in Europe. Athens, uh, Zenit, you uh, lost the man for the goal against Leipzig. Yeah. It's always thing, him. thing is, though, it's, it is so glaringly obvious now that Brendan Rodgers cannot come out of the Jan- January transfer window and not have fixed that. Or else it reflects so poorly on him, I think. Well, because he's he's even spoke about it. We know that that that's the big flaw of the team. See if he doesn't get it sorted in the next window. Get get Ronnie back in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's the thing. Well, though. Did you have a pint with him? Earlier, <laughs> no, right? Here's the thing, though. Like, table tennis. It was brilliant. <laughs> essentially, um, that's that's it. Whether Lustig will Lustig get a new deal? Potentially, I don't think he'll be number one come the summer. But that's that's fine. I'm sure he'll ha- he'll be happy play- playing 15 to 20 games for Celtic for the next two years or maybe a year. Or he might not sign a contract. Anyway, f- fuck his all, by the way. It's fine. Um, Just, so, you've taken that well. <laughs> you've taken it well. Industrial fucking language. Yeah. <laughs> Fair to say, boss. Um, talk us through just the um, any, any other kind of standout stats from Celtic under Rogers in Europe. I mean... Not really, because they haven't been great. Um, Musa Dembele has got the most goals. Um, how many? Oh, that's great. Three. There you go. There's a stat for you. Three. Michael Lustig's got, got one assist in Europe. Boom. So You're welcome. There you go. Is that against Gibraltar or something? Or? No, no, these is not the qualifiers. We're not oh. talking qualifiers. So Group can you tell me not what that assist assists was? or qualifiers. No. <laughs> you can't tell me what the assist was. I doubt it happened. And as we know, assists are a lot of crap. You know, exactly. So. You're a dick. Uh, well, no, we worked. We worked. You worked. You worked me at your corner there. You prick. Um, so we've got we've got Rosenberg. Um, Davy um, tweets says, "If we can't win this European away game, would you say it's time for fans to crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside?" Um, good Simpsons reference there. Um, yes, I would, Davy. 
Well, well we're not going to win after um, Christian telling us it's, <laughs> it's just the greatest time ever to play Rosenberg. This is the best time to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they are so rabid. I don't know. He's like, do you want me to do the Rosenberg again in an accent? Yes, yes. more than. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can speak like my mum does. Um, no, right, okay, talk, talk us through where Rosenberg are right now, because a lot's been made of their current situation. How far behind Molde are they? Molde? Oh, they won the league, the league is over. So they're ahead of? They were held. Molde? Molde? Molde got uh, third. So where are Valerange? Sixth. They made the R- top R- six. Ronnie got the top six. And uh, Brian also guaranteed that they're and, going to... And there's uh, 16 teams in Norway. Win the so league next season. Well, hopefully Brian will put some money on for charity and <laughs> uh, we can bleed them dry. Is Ronnie not leaving? Ronnie's staying. He's not Is going he? anywhere. He, thre- he threatened yeah, that he was going to go the other week. Five-year project. He did a Neil Lennon. Ah, oh, my players are rubbish. I, I'm going to leave. I'm better. <laughs> that's Neil Lennon that's, that's like, Neil comedy villain uh, I'm Welsh for some reason no, alright so so obviously there's a little um, situation I think I, well I actually had an article out today yes Christopher on, on our website 90minutesonic.com that's the one I think Rosenberg it is a good time to play Rosenberg As I, I don't think Rosenberg's been really interested in Europe first day's as good as any Ever since they lost against Celtic uh, in the first group game, I think that was realistically for them in the group stages. Uh, They only secured the league title about a month back. How many points? uh, I think there were seven ahead in the end. But, I mean, they had to win against Brand to three games left. (laughs) So that was the focus. They have the cup final on Sunday, which is is a big deal in Norway. Uh, Bigger than a league cup final. So... And you kind of just think they want the European games to be over with. They still so, potentially could qualify, though. They, I would take a miracle, but they still could potentially qualify. I think they have to beat Rosenberg by two. They have to beat Leipzig Five. by... Celtic by two, you mean? Yeah, and, and then beat Leipzig by three as well. And Salzburg needs to win the last two. Five points at But, I, I mean, they're, they're pretty much given up. The league was won by five points. You've been absolutely so, There you go. What Honestly, you they, I think one of the problems is we've essentially just believed everything you've told us. Let's get an assist. Rosenberg won the league by seven points. Ronnie Dyle is a good manager. Uh, you know? it's, it's been exposed. Uh, Let me tell you about this Rosenberg player. <laughs> tell, tell us about this Rosenberg player. So, yes, Samuel Adig Benro. Um, who Rosenberg, even though they've played uh, Celtic, even though they've played Rosenberg, this is the sixth time in 18 months. They haven't been up against him yet. Uh, and he's... Who else have been He's injured. He was injured. Uh, they signed him just after the games last season. And he's he's, he's a really, really good He's a left player. winger. He's so a left winger. He's up against. He's, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was talking to Ian Birchnell uh, yesterday, who's, who's the manager of Vesta Suns now. He's, he's been on the pod before as well. But he he coached uh, Adek Benro in 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 Viking, and he said he was the best player in the league when he was playing for me. He's the best player in the league now, and he would have played in a in a much better league if he hadn't been injured this year. Um, and he's a potential Celtic target. I think so. There might be a work permit issue, but he's 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 so fast. He's so direct. He's so good in terms of those one on one situations. So oh, and he's he's gonna. <laughs> Be up against Michael Lustig, probably. I I think he'll play, and that and that's I think that's the main issue. We don't really know the Rosenberg lineup. We don't know how 
many players they're going to rest. Well, but this is a guy who's just he needs playing time, and it's just yeah, I think it's, this is his ninth game after coming back from injury. So I think if he does play, that, that's your danger, man. Would you? What nationality is he? Uh, Nigerian. Nigerian, all right. When you were saying about work permit issues, but left wing, left wing, we could do with a wee bit of boosting there. I think. So keep an eye out on on first day. So hopefully, hopefully, well, not hopefully for Celtic, but in terms of you know having a good look at him, he's he's something special. Um, so we need to get Gamboa on that <laughs> the- flight then. Uh, Jamie just tweeted um, Jamie tweeted earlier on what, just funnily enough you mentioned that what do we do with the left wing position because Scott Sinclair I love this what do we do with the left wing position because Scott Sinclair is pretty shy and we'll never play like he did the first season um, again we, we've we kinda, signed this guy we, 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 we've touched on this kinda, throughout the season the plan? Um, about Sinclair and his form uh, we get 10 minutes left so looking at <coughs> a lot of questions we've been asked we've been asked quite a few questions regarding the midfield situation, Brown and Cham, McGregor, Christie, Rogic for essentially. So we've got what, one, two, three, four, five, five players to fit three positions. Um, so, what I'm, I'm, before actually before we focus on Celtic, we don't know how Rosenberg are going to line up. Do you think they're going to go with a weakened team because they're out of Europe? If, essentially, they're not going to qualify, so why should they put any more effort into it? And because they've got this cup final on Sunday, do you think they will play a weakened team? And if they don't play a weakened team, how motivated are these players going to be to really bust yeah, the gut? That's the question. I think in terms of playing a weakened team, they don't have <laughs> they don't have huge squads in no way. But I think some of the players will be rested. Uh, and also, I think if you got a really big cup final just three days after uh, Sunday early afternoon, it's 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 just a much bigger occasion. So I think in the back of your head, do you, do you keep a hundred percent focus? Do you keep a hundred percent intensity throughout the whole game? You know, I, I think that's a big question mark. Uh, so it's on the bike. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> I mean, it. it's Celtic is I mean, is, it, is quite good at put me here. Look. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, you, you couldn't. I say you probably couldn't meet them at a better point. And down. they've been atrocious in the last two Europa oh, League games. And people who's, who's been watching them has been saying so. The phrase "best time to get them" sends a shiver. And, and I think it's really this does. is obviously in, in every game. But I think if, if Celtic can get ahead early, I think it's going to be a stroll in the park. So, Louis, what's your expectation going into this level? Is utter domination. <laughs> I love it. Who's the greatest? Tom. There we go. Are you supposed to say Tam's the greatest? Who's the greatest? Tam's the greatest. Right, okay. So, uh, so Manny, what's your expectation level? Moderate. Oh, fuck. No, I mean, it's not... I think that is a great time to get Rosenberg because he said so. And <laughs> despite a few... The one that lead by seven points. Despite so a few facts. You, you definitely beat Mal, uh, Malmo. You definitely <laughs> beat Malda. You can't lose against insert fucking team here. Few factual errors tonight, but in general, <laughs> I think there's there's a real bit of sense to what he's saying. Yeah, thanks. But all you need to do is say Celtic and Europe yeah. away from home uh, when okay. they should win. Yeah. So as as mentioned before, um, Christie's in terrific form, um, and Cham came back into that game and he looked really good. Um, from I, I only saw the highlights as mentioned, but a lot of people were mentioning how well he played. McGregor's been in the form of his life in that central midfield role. Um, Rogic's Rogic. Um, 
I mean, this might be the game that Rogic can step up and really break that duct for Europe. Um, what is your thoughts with Scott Brown, Chris Armani? In terms of playing? Yes, for the game against Rosenberg. <laughs> no, in terms of his clobber. <laughs> Manky would be the word. Despite that immature intervention from Louis. No, I, um, I wouldn't play him. Um, and I've made the point that Brown has played at a level more consistently that the likes of McGregor haven't done yet. That's not to say, you know, I particularly think he's a better player than him just now, but in terms of what he's done, his pedigree and, and what he brings to the team, in terms of uh, influence and things like that, it's not to say that he's done, but none of the players... And it, like the likes of Christie or, or, or McGregor there's no way you could just take them out of that team in terms of the form in the last month and put Brown straight back in despite what he brings I would be more inclined to go with form um, you would only be bringing him back in for the whole he's the captain leadership angle of things which I could understand to a certain extent but the team's ticking over really really well just now Christie and, and, and McGregor are in sensational form and I think breaking that up would be a risk and it would probably send the wrong message as well because the idea that Brown's not going to be involved for the rest of the season is daft but for him he strolls straight back in after a period out injured just because he's the captain sends the wrong message when we've been playing so well sends the wrong message Louis do you look at the Leipzig game at home and you think to yourself just just do the same away against a weakened Rosenberg team in terms of their eye might be off the ball a little bit or do you kind of change it up a little bit? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think you should be changing it up a little bit. I think you... you how, how, where do you fall in the Brown scenario? Uh, nah, I, I wouldn't have him back in the team to be honest with you. I, I agree with Somani. I think if you were going to bring him back it wouldn't be for his footballing ability it would be for his leadership and experience it's a bit of a difficult one I think if see if this game goes wrong if, if Brendan Rodgers leaves him out despite the fact he's fit and he's sitting on the bench and we have a bit of a howler and he comes on can't really affect things then people will point the finger and say you left your captain out he should have played but if we, if we personally if, if we go there and we dominate and we hand down a 4-0 domination um it's going to get harder and harder to bring Brown back in because that'll be two European games, home and away. doesn't matter about the opposition, the, 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 the level, it just matters about the, the pressure. That'll be two European games where we look really good. Then, fl- then it gets to cup final time. You know. But but this is, this is why Brendan Rodgers... I mean, Brendan Rodgers has been through this scenario with Steven Gerrard, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's had a similar thing of... And he got his fingers really burned. shoehorning a player in because of his name and his status at a club rather than what he actually brought on the pitch. But we are forgetting the fact that Scott Brown has been fantastic for us in the last couple of seasons. Um, but right now, would you, I, I wouldn't want to break things up the way they are just now. I think in Cham coming in and, and at the at the weekend there, and Tam not being the side, um, I would I'd probably be inclined to keep that. I wouldn't put Tam necessarily back in either. 
Aiden Rosenberg. What? I would keep in Cham. Break, breaking news. And I would probably bring Tam on later on. This is like when Christopher Bell disowned <coughs> Scott Brown. Because there is, there is a bit of a... There's got to be a wee bit of a balance. And I think in Cham... Um, I, I write think, the date down write the name write your time where you were when Louis McGregor you know I just think that you know the way we've been playing we've been playing with such freedom but I think going away in Europe we're gonna have to be do you need someone to dictate the game yeah but that's Cal McGregor gonna dictate the game I don't mean dictate the game, game you know sectional I think we need someone that can cover McGregor more when we're away in Europe so if McGregor is he's the one who's dictating play from that kind of deeper position, and Cham isn't going to go too far away from and can cover if there's any issues. Whereas if you play Tam, you play Christie, those two are going to be naturally further up the pitch. And then if McGregor loses the ball, you've got we're a under mean, a lot more pressure. When you when you mean, when you say see what you're saying essentially from what I can read is you're looking to go to guys who are going to carry the ball, who are going to be who are going to run with the ball, who are going to be more athletic yeah. on the ball. In, because in Cham's a good hybrid because he can he can play, play offensively and defensively, whereas Brown is only going to... If he if Brown went into that team, he would only sit right next to McGregor. Yeah. And then we've got a problem because we've got two players sitting deep. Is the um, or, or you change McGregor and you ruin the progress that he's made. Is the reliance on Brown, is it really... Start, and and we're, not, we're not overstating the importance of Scott Brown in the overall of where Celtic is right now. Sorry, understating, you know, but... But we've not missed him, have we? No. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. Performances and results would show that we've not missed him. No, we've not missed this season Scott Brown, and I I would suspect that he'd been carrying an injury for some time before that. Uh, If he's back to his peak form of the last two seasons, then Scott Brown... He won't be, though. I, well, ju- I just don't think he, I don't well, think he's going to get well, that. Well, you, you need to, you, you either, you, you either kind of ponder whether or not his legs have gone, which is one thing, right? Or he can get back to that. I mean, that you're either you're either guessing that that's the case or not. If he can get back to what he's doing, even for another season, then the Scott Brown of the Bersheva game, I always go back to that one. If you can get the Scott Brown of the Bersheva game, I have him in there, but I don't know if he's going to. His form this season hasn't been very good. But I suspect, like he was the season before, Dylas last season, he was playing through an injury. Okay. He's also not Mikhail Lustig. No, he's not so Mikhail he's Lustig. Not, he's not at that he's point. He's not definitely done. No. Like, he, he has legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even even if Brown gets back to peak form, for me it's almost more a question of he's such a different kind of player than McGregor in that role. So it's more a... Question of the style of what McGregor can give you in terms of the, I think, the passing range, and McGregor can can move up with the game. McGregor can easily slot into a number eight or number ten if the games go higher up. So even if Scott Brown gets back to peak Scott Brown, the question is: Do you need a peak Scott Brown in your team in terms of how you want to play? What are you saying, Louis? Just kind of piggybacking off of the one can Dan over here. I would say that. Um, <laughs> This Celtic team without Scott Brown and with Christine McGregor and Tam and things is probably closer to Brendan Rodgers' ideal yeah. and his philosophy as opposed to a Scott Brown in there, which he's kind of 
you know, got to include him because he's the captain and he's Scott Brown, but not it's not Brendan Rogers' utopian. I think lineup. I think he's been unfair. I mean, because before Rogers came in, it was fairly unanimous. It was time for Brown to go around here, right? I don't think anyone. You you're including that to be fair. Aye. Yeah. Unanimous means everybody. Cares. You said fair. You said fairly. <laughs> oh well, I, I'm including myself. I, in fact, I remember saying Having that if, if Rogers wanted to stay at Celtic, he had to sort his captain out. But obviously, when things change, <laughs> you put your hands up and say that that was wrong. But what Brown brings and what he's in the we what Brown's done for our best form under Roger Brown's best season in a Celtic shirt was Rogers' first season, and the best football we played was uh, under Rogers was in his first season. Now we've started to play well in the last five or six games, but I think we're getting too ahead, too far ahead of ourselves in terms of saying that Callum McGregor has the ability to perform as consistently as Scott Brown in that role. I, I, I do believe that. I'm not saying that McGregor can't. I'm not saying that he's not got that. But the idea that we're just assuming that McGregor's sitting in there now and is going to perform at the level he has been all season with the influence that Scott Brown has had is still got a question mark after it. Do you think with those five players, though, we've got one of the strongest midfields we've had in a while? Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're even adding Christie's name into it is, is adding a huge, a complete other dimension to the conversation mm. we're having here. Yeah. And the fact that Brown got injured and McGregor played back there is, is a, a completely different conversation because what he's shown in the number six position as opposed to the eight or ten, as Christian likes to talk about, he's not as effective in the eight or ten as he is in the six. Yeah. He's not. So the conversation's changed probably in the last five or six weeks. And it's at one point, it was Brown was in there, and that 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 was it. There was no con- no discussion about that. But the midfield's that strong. We're having a conversation about whether or not our mainstay in midfield, our captain, who apart from some periods where he's injured in his form, that has largely been excellent for under Rogers. And the fact that we're questioning that shows how yeah, strong the midfield is. I don't think is. we're questioning that. I just think no, 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 no. The fact that we're questioning his place in the team, I mean, shows how strong the midfield is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that. I, I, I that. think. Now, if, when Scott Brown does come back now, what is interesting is that Rodgers was kind of given... He didn't replace Scott Brown with Callum McGregor. There wasn't that focus. Yeah. So, okay, Brown's out. I'm going to give McGregor 10 games. It was kind of seen as, well, we have to play McGregor there now. Yeah. So, he's, he's been give, Rodgers has been given an opportunity that he maybe didn't expect that if he think that Brown isn't quite the right fit for his team, ideally he could now point to, well, McGregor's just playing so well and it'll be less of a thing than if he said, look, Scott, you're out, Callum's in. Yeah. So it'll be interesting now when Scott Brown is back to see if, what Rodgers does with that. Recognised. If he puts Brown in and we play shite, <laughs> he does, does he take him out again? If he puts him in, reverts back to old and it causes a negative effect in the balance of things again and we don't play as well is Brendan Rodgers brave enough to take him out put McGregor in and play the way we've been playing he's got he's going to get more of the benefit of the doubt than other players would yeah, yeah. so and, and so he should you know he's earned it he's earned it but I think I think this Thursday and depending on what happens this Thursday in mm. the Salzburg game are huge in terms of what we can tell about guys like McGregor and Christie yeah. in terms of see if they see if they perform in, in Norway 
and then we get a result against Salzburg with them in the team. It it shows it, it tells us so much about what mm. levels they can bring. I don't even think we need to go through. Just if they if they win in Rosenberg and they they win against Salzburg, even if we go out, but they to put in a really good performance because essentially Christie, you know, we've talked the evolution of Christie has been over a short period of time, but the games he has played in has been impressive for his country, for his club at an, a European level. So it's not like he's done really well in a couple of European it's, games. It's right been, away it's from been home. remarkable. Yeah. His rise. Has been over such a short period of time, and, and for to a such guy, a high level. Yes, absolutely, and a guy who you saw had talent, but lacked focus and direction. In some of the appearances he made to come in and perform at a level he has is nothing short of remarkable. And you do want like it's pretty much almost coincide with McGregor taking yes. that deep role as well. So it'd be interesting to see if, if one of them goes out, or especially if, if McGregor is replaced by Brown. How does that affect Christie's play? Yeah, I, I do think in terms of just Rosenberg, for me the decision is really easy. It, it, it's McGregor instead of Brown. The Sunday might be slightly different, being a cup final. But for, in terms of first day, I think the interesting one is if if Roger is back, who are your two from Charm, Christie, and Roger? Who are your two? I think. <laughs> I'd, I'd play Christie. For me, it's between Rodrigo and Cham. A lot to do what Louis said in terms of: Do you go a little bit more offensively, or do you put Cham there as, as you know? A, a I don't more think. Of a I don't number? think. I don't think putting Cham there is going defensively though. I, I don't really it, see it. It's as, a little bit. He's, he's probably got more defensive qualities than Tam has. He's got more defensive qualities, but I, I think, think I think driving ball, no, him sure, driving sure. forward with the ball. I think it's just, I think it's just more his starting position on the pitch is yeah. a bit deeper than what Tam's would be. Fair enough. That's a fair I mean, point. If, if you ask me, I'd go Christian Rodrick on first day. What would you go at the three? Because you'd imagine McGregor would be starting as Mc, well. McGregor, Christie. Probably, oh, pro- probably. I'm going to be the only one that doesn't put him in. <laughs> yes, I, I would put Roger in because I think I think this is a game. I think this is a game tempo wise and with Roger's natural inclination to attack. I think we need to go for the jugular early, and I think Tam, and Cham comes in and Cham comes in and sweeps up, Cham, up. And Cham's a funny player because he's clearly probably the most talented midfielder we have in terms of technical ability, but. He can go from world beater. It's his consistency that's the issue. He goes from world beater to you know invisible um, quite easily. I mean, he was he was really good. I thought against Rosenberg when we beat them in the the qualifier. Yeah. Um, but he's not he, he's not shown that form since the Rangers game. I think that was the last time he done it. So yeah, I'm I'd be more confident of getting a performance out of Rodic than I would about in Cham. Okay, so finishing up, um, we know the backline will likely be Tierney, Benkovic, Boyata, Lustig, Bain and Goals, obviously, Louis. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Gordon and Goals, obviously. He'll be playing at the weekend. Actually, Gordon is injured. He pulled out the Scotland squad. I bet. Everybody pulls out the Aye. Scotland squad. Um, so, we know that midfield. I'm guessing, would we all be going with Sinclair on the left? Because obviously Forrest on the right. There's nobody really yeah. who... Yeah. There's nobody else, is there? You're doing that because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's that, that's the thing. We're, we're so... We're discussing who we're going to play in the middle. Edouard we'll on so the many. left and... Morgan? No. Well, I guess against... Uh, was it Leipzig away? It was more of a... Kind of like a diamond with McGregor left and the Bowie 
Depot. I think just the way the team has been playing and set up, I don't. I can't see anybody else than Sinclair. And I don't think Sinclair's been. I think he's been fine. As we're finishing off, you yeah. always say that. When yeah. fine doesn't mean like, anything. No, but he's doesn't. on the pitch. Jack Hendry has all the attributes. <laughs> what attributes? <laughs> he has all the attributes though. He's got good hair. Aye, but what fucking attributes? All, all of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Christian uh, prediction for Rosenberg. Three 0 Celtic. Goal scorers. Christy, Tierney. <laughs> you picked Tierney. Edward. Edward. <laughs> Louis, um, same question. Uh, 2-1. Celtic. Who's your scorers? My scorers are some random Norwegian guy. <laughs> um, nice. Bentner. And then Christy. Why not? And uh, French Eddie. Some handbots. I'm going 3-1. That left winger from uh, Rosenberg <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's his name again sorry Adigamendro probably that. not pronouncing that correctly Adigamendro okay Adigamendro your man your man there um, Samuel who Samuel right the guy we're signing Samuel uh, and for Celtic it will be Tom Rogic oh, oh off the bench delicious no no he's starting on my team Rogic Christie and uh, French Eddie I see three nil as well, and I see a Tam Logic hat trick. Boom! Suck it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just what? I don't know what's going on tonight, but I love it. Uh, Christian Wolf, pleasure as always. Thank you, Louis McCaffrey, the man of the hour, man with the power, the flair of the team. Thank you and God bless. The stalwart, Chris Armani. <laughs> <laughs> Loving this man. Thanks for having me. I'm Chris Gallagher with a ninety minute cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. Stands just the way it is.